Rachel. Welcome to Recovery Daily Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about when willpower won't work. And I'll be drawing on some similarities as I typically have been doing between my alcohol recovery and my stroke recovery. Um, But I'm going to start off with um, talking about alcoholism a little bit. So alcoholism is an incurable, progressive, and fatal disease. And the idea that this is a disease baffled me, really. Um, I kept hearing it in meetings. I heard it like when I went to rehab, I, um, afterwards I went to something called IOP. It's an outpatient program that lasts 10 weeks. And, um, my company was so, so supportive to allow me to work my eight hour days leaving in the middle of the day a couple times a week to go to this program and you learn about how alcoholism is a disease. And so, um, you know, I, I just wasn't convinced. So I ended up getting a book Um, and it's called, I had heard about the book from some other folks in my recovery program, and the book is called Under the Influence, and it talks about what alcohol does to the alcoholic's body. And after reading this book, I understood finally that it wasn't willpower. That that wasn't why I couldn't stop drinking. Because I had people just say, you know, just stop. Just stop drinking. And, um, and I, I couldn't do that. And I felt like, uh, you know, I don't have the willpower. That's what I thought it was. Um, I mean, that would be just in line with my whole life. Just being like, meh you know, well, Rachel's too lazy, Rachel, this or that. And I just felt like I just don't have the willpower or the drive to do it. Um, I didn't understand that I was allergic to alcohol. And what when I put alcohol in my body, my my body um, reacts to it differently than what a non-alcoholic, how a non-alcoholic's body reacts. And just like an individual who is allergic to any substance, you have to remove the substance from the body. So just like my nephew who's allergic to peanuts, Um, If he has peanuts, he has a severe, severe reaction. It could be fatal. Um, So 
it's a little different in that if I were to put alcohol in my mouth, I'm not going to all of a sudden, you know, get hives all over me and stuff. But it, it initiates a reaction in my body that begins a compulsion and an obsession and, um, and I can't stop. So, um, the similarities here uh, about the progressive, um, nature of alcoholism, it, it reminds me of how if I, if I continued to drink, I, my symptoms, my alcoholic, uh, you know, physical problems just continued to get worse and worse. My addiction, the compulsion got worse and so on. And with my stroke symptoms, um, if left untreated, they, they were progressive as well and, or they are progressive. And so what was happening was I just continued to just ignore it and, and just continue to injure, continue to, um, mistreat my body. And it started to shut down. Um, when I went to rehab the first time, um, I was having severe organ issues. We'll just say that <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> um, well, just like, just like, uh, that I was continuing to, just ignore uh, the aggravations, these things that were happening as a result of me, you know, looking at the computer, riding in the car, doing all the things that I, I can't do without pain. And I was ignoring it because um, I just, I, I, I really didn't, this is, sounds silly when I say it out loud, but I really didn't understand the severity of what was going on. And um, as I continued to ignore it, I started to not be able to see, to focus on anything um, close or far away. Um, scrolling on a phone was initially the problem but it has developed into uh, an issue where I can't even look at a phone, at a phone screen. As soon as I look at a phone screen, it causes some sort of reaction in my head, and my head hurts, like, immediately. Um, so this is, like, the progressive nature of what has occurred 
since I just ignored the problem. And like alcoholism, and, and I'm, of course, just talking about where I'm at right now in this stroke recovery, like alcoholism, there is no medicine that I can take. With my head pain and my discomfort and my visual uh, impairment, there is no medicine that I can take. I can't take Advil or any kind of, uh, I've tried migraine medicine that was given to me by the neurologist, um, and nothing makes it go away. The only thing that works is if I close my eyes or if I stare, uh, which sounds weird, but um, I've been learning that if I just, like, I can stare at something and, um, and it kind of releases the aggravation in my head. So, um, one thing that I was thinking of over the past day or so was how I've heard how alcoholics have strokes and that was a concern of mine. And, and I wonder if anybody who's listening to these, these podcast episodes maybe has thought, huh, she's an alcoholic and she had a stroke. I wonder if her alcoholism um, caused the stroke. Um, I, there is no link between, that anybody has told me between my alcoholism and my stroke. Um, I quit drinking seven over seven years ago so okay so when I had the stroke I had not been drinking for five years so um my understanding is that when somebody uh has a stroke when they're an alcoholic it's more near the time that they are uh suffering from withdrawal or they're heavily drinking um, that causes uh, either a bleed in the brain or uh, a blood clot, so either one. So um, that is, the two of these are, are not linked. Um, I've talked in uh, one of the uh, first episodes that I did about how um, I'm quite certain that my stroke was uh, uh, from... COVID. Sorry. <laughs> having a hard time putting my words together. So, um, so the way that I have had to approach my alcoholism is to look at what, you know, what had to be done in order to be able to live a happy life. And so what I thought in the beginning before I actually quit drinking was I could um, maybe drink less or I could drink beer instead of wine or I can drink, um, you know, only these certain times. I'll just drink from five o'clock after work to seven o'clock or something like that. And, um, and a lot of alcoholics 
do that um, to try to control the drinking. And um, well, it didn't work. <laughs> we'll just we'll just summarize by saying it it didn't work. Um, and and so the only way that I could keep my uh, life under control was not by keeping the drinking under control, but to remove the drinking altogether. So the fact that I'm an alcoholic is is as unchangeable as the fact that um, you know that I'm I'm five six. I think I'm five six, five foot six, um, or any of these other things that that I can't change about myself. It's just the way that my body is made up, and. I feel very confident that I've been an alcoholic my whole life, even before I picked up a drink. All the signs were there. All of the um, the characteristics of an alcoholic were in me before I even picked up a drink. I think my first drink I ever picked up, I think I was in sixth grade, and it was, um, I think, I'm not sure, it might have been before that, but uh, I got to have a beer for New Year's with my brother. Um, but I think I had like a half a beer and I passed out or I fell asleep. And I don't even know if it was the beer or I just fell asleep because it was midnight and I was young. So, um, so this is an unchangeable fact about my body. And what I'm growing to learn or growing to accept is that the fact that I had a stroke and that I have a part of my brain that has been damaged and is dead and does not, can't do anything in there. I've got to retrain the other parts of my brain to pick up the slack and there's nothing I can do about that. You know, some, of course, there's part of me that is absolutely infuriated that I suffered a stroke because of why I think it might have happened. That infuriates me. But being infuriated is not going to change the fact that I'm sitting here right now and I'm fighting for myself. And I'm using my voice to try to help myself um, recover. A lot of the recovery um, that I'm talking about in this podcast is the mental recovery. Um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. So similar to my neurological vision impairment, if I ignore... Um, if I uh, ignore the condition of alcoholism and I just go pick up a drink, um, I'm going to, uh, most likely I will die. If I were to pick up a drink, I will not be able to stop and I will die. I will either get in a car and kill myself uh, that way or kill somebody else. Um, or I will just drink myself to death. I didn't know you could do that, but you can. Um, heart failure, 
that kind of stuff. Um, it's a thing. And if I were to ignore my alcoholism, then it's just going to, then it's, it's fatal. That that's where the fatal, fatal part comes in. So if I ignore my vision impairment and, and my head trauma and everything, um, and I continue to just do the things that aggravate it, I'm going to pay the price this way as well with pain, nausea, unable to focus. You know, I got to the point where when I went to the doctor a couple weeks ago, I was having sharp pains in my head. It's, it's could very well be that I, I was on the verge of suffering some other traumatic, um, you know, thing, (laughs) um, just from, from ignoring, um, caring for myself. So, um, just like I don't drink, um, I'm currently trying to not use my eyes and that is terribly difficult. Um, I find myself sometimes just picking up my phone because it's natural to pick up my phone and be like, oh, what's the weather? And I pick up my phone and I'm like, oh, and I can feel it right when I look at my phone. So it's almost just like I remember when I first stopped drinking and I went to um, happy hours at work and um, I didn't want to go, but I knew that it was important for me to create new habits and learn how to do the things that I used to do while drinking um, and do it without without drinking. And so today I'm learning how to do the things that I normally do with my eyes and do it with my voice instead. So, um, but it, it takes time and it takes work to learn this stuff. So I've been, um, using Siri a lot and I've been using voiceover on the Apple products and that is challenging, but it's pretty cool as well. So all that said, my decision to not drink did not exist in a vacuum. The decision coexisted um, with a decision to stop looking inward for a solution and start looking outward. And today I'm, I'm looking outward for healing for my head. I'm going to vision therapy. I'm going to a neurologist. I'm going to a primary care physician. My mental health is lagging behind a little bit, but I've absolutely, um, seen such love and I know that, that it's there, it's here, the love and outreach. And I just have to, when that happens, make sure that 
when I when somebody expresses that they care about me and are thinking about me, um, that I have to broadcast that love through my heart because sometimes I feel like my heart doesn't hear it. My ears hear it, but it it doesn't always get down deep into my heart. So um, I feel like I have to broadcast it down there and I have to take it to bed with me. I have to think about it when I'm going to sleep at night because it's been a challenge. It really has been a challenge for me. Today, um, I've really tried to, um, to limit everything that I'm doing. I have vision therapy tomorrow. So, um, I didn't do much of anything today, um, which is kind of boring and my personality does not, um, work well with boring. So, uh, but with doing nothing, I was just starting to feel a little depressed, I think, um, just continuously searching for things to occupy myself. Um, sometimes I feel a little bit like I'm trapped inside my head a little bit because I can't do anything but just receive input through my ears, you know, and, and talk. And, um, it's not that I can't see, you know, I'm not blind, but in order to save myself from pain, I really just can't do any of these things. So it's weird. It's a weird situation to be in where you can do something, but if you do it, you're going to suffer the consequences big time. So, um, just self-restraint has been huge for me. And, um, but I did get, I got a package in the mail from, uh, from an individual at work. And then I also got a audio text message from another individual at work. And, and, you know, you never know the, the beautiful garden that comes that, that, that comes when each person around you plants a flower. And I want to take a minute to thank all of you who are texting and leaving audio text and calling me. I really appreciate it. And I'm trying to do this one day at a time. Um, I had a couple sharp pains in my head today. But um, other than that, that sounds like I just dismissed it. Yeah, it's a big deal. But um, I, other than that, I really just rested today. And that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow to prepare for my 30 minutes of vision therapy tomorrow. So um, I'm keeping on, keeping on, and uh, I will, uh, I'll check in and let you know how the vision therapy went. So thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.